When it was all ready and everyone was home, Mother would help carry the food to the table, and I would go to the living room where Tutu sat, big and jolly in his brown chair, reading his newspaper and listening to the big radio. "'Come and get it!' I'd announce as I shook his paper. He'd grunt that familiar grunt that came with being overweight and a heavy smoker. He always needed my hip to hoist him up out of that soft old chair. "'What are we having?' My eyes would light up with excitement over the news I had for him. "'Rare steak!' I beamed, as though I held the secret to the universe in that statement. "'Well, what are we waiting for?' he would laugh as he escorted me into the dining room. As we devoured the bounty before us, the sun would slip down in the west, and the shrill cry of the katydids would pierce the encroaching blue twilight. "'There's the katydids!' I would announce proudly. "'What'd Katie do?' Tutu would ask. That question always stumped me. Maybe when I get to heaven, God can tell me what Katie ever did. As plates were finished, Mother would rise to clear them. Mimi always scraped the scraps into two piles, one for compost and one for the dogs and cats, which were ever-present additions to our household. Tutu would light up his after-dinner cigarette and say, well, Ma, that was larrapin' good. Mimi never said much, but that must have kept her satisfied because she never tired of cooking. It was expected of Mother and me to do the dishes, while Mimi and Tutu retired to the living room and the evening radio shows. We traded off nights with washing and drying the dishes, while Amos and Andy, or the Jack Benny show, jabbered in the background. I stood on my stool for each task— this time was a time for sharing our day, mother and daughter. Mother was a laboratory technician for our family doctor and would fill me in on her work, blood typing, slides, microscopes, hospitals, etc. I would report on the flowers Mimi and I had tended, the fun in the garden and the chicken yard, the things Mimi had read to me, and the dinner we had fixed. My day was to mother as important as hers was to me. A bond was formed there that still exists now, even though time, distance, and now her death keep us apart. I'm sure Mimi knew how important that was, and that was the psychology behind making us do the dishes together. Families nowadays miss these particular times of bonding. How sad. After my bath in the big tub upstairs and my close examination of the window screen in the bathroom, which whummed with giant June bugs and moths. Mother would tuck me into bed, read my sleepy book for the one thousandth time, and sing, My Bonnie lies over the ocean for the three thousandth time. I would drop off to sleep so I could be ready tomorrow to take on another busy day in the country white house where warm love is found. My last lullaby each night was the song of the crickets in the grass, as gentle night breezes flitted across my bed. I miss those things, but they reside in the depths of my soul. I have my sleepy book in a ziploc back by my bed even now, and I still hear Mother's voice over the waters of eternity echoing, My bonnie 